Welcome back, literary slummers, to another episode of Shelf Aware, the podcast where we read books outside of our comfort zones. I'm Em. And I'm Anna. This week on Shelf Aware, we are starting a brand new listener submitted unit from Ooh. our friend Kate, who also has her own podcast, All the Good Dogs. Um, and Em and I have both been on it several times, so you should definitely go and listen. And we'll continue to be on it in the future. Yes. Yeah, spoilers. Yes, we will be there. We'll be there. Look for us around the Christmas holidays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she submitted this unit for us to read uh, MLM Paranormal Romance, which I have read a lot of Paranormal Romance, but not a lot of MLM for whatever reason kind of a gap in my reading Mm. um so she suggested we read the book among the living by jordan castillo price which is the first book in the psychop series there's a lot of books in this series apparently like like that makes sense that tracks i think yeah yeah um so what'd you think what'd you think of this book mixed feelings um okay Mm. so i have a lot to say about mlm or mm romance um Mm -hmm. which i think i'm gonna save most of it for the second episode okay because it's kind of more getting into the genre as a whole and like what's up with it sure um but for this one just focusing on this one i overall i think i liked it it isn't Mm -hmm. really my usual fare um because i don't really do much like cop stuff these days yeah yeah that did Um, make it a little difficult like there was one particular quote where i was like "Uh uh-huh uh-huh i think i know exactly which quote you're talking about oh (laughs) Um, but yeah, I, I felt like, uh, I also have some issues with the, the sex in this book in terms of like consent. Um, mm. cause there wasn't any, um, but <laughs> I, I thought that it was like a compelling enough story. I thought that if you like, uh, you know, paranormal cops, cause I, I used to read, like you said, a, par- a lot of paranormal romances, yeah. a lot of series that were graduates of the Anita Blake mm-hmm. Anita Blake, um, the Kitty series, the, Mm -hmm. um, the under, no, not underworld, otherworld, uh, Alpha and Omega and, uh, the other series, Patricia Briggs writes, which I can't remember right now for the life. Mercy Thompson, I think is that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a lot of those are, if not cops, this same formula of like, there is a mystery that has to be solved. And also they have sex along the way. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm used to that. And this seemed like. Yeah, pretty much that. Um, it was yeah. short. It was a quick read. What did you think? I felt much the same. I had I had some mixed feelings about this. And mine mostly came from the fact that, like, there was a lot of world in this book, but not a lot of building. Mm. Um, and for the first book in a series, I, was, I don't even think we get a description of the main character. And so I was I was very lost the whole book. We do about like halfway through because I specifically remembered being like, okay. oh, so that's what he looks like. Because he was like, I have my blue eyes contrast with my black hair. And I was like, okay. And we know okay. he's white because very early in the yeah. book he's like, I was at this black co-worker's party and everybody was like, oh, there's the white guy. So yeah. like, great. Got it. You're white. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, like other than that, like we're not really given a lot. And I felt like, uh, I don't. The relationship between mm. our two yes. love interests was just came out of nowhere. Like, and mm-hmm. I, I think this this book, I think I read in the author's note, was written specifically for like a a particular prompt for novellas of this mm. flavor. 
Um, and I don't know, the author did not originally intend to expand on this world, but then like continued to did, keep writing. Yeah, yeah, very much so did. Um, so maybe maybe that could that could explain some of the just like please accept this fact yeah. as truth, you know, situation. I I had so many questions about everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and it's a 156 page book, so obviously you're not going to get a lot of information, not a lot of exposition, and that can be fine sometimes, but um I get I I love I love this concept. You I love a character who is like they have these powers but they don't like them because they they influence their lives poorly you know like the our main character he can he can he sees dead people and he can talk to dead people but like we don't account for the fact that people die all over the place so he's just seeing ghosts and specters and what have you 24 7 um i i think that's a cool concept again cops a little lukewarm on at this <laughs> point in my life um but interested to see where the main character goes i like i liked lisa and i like carolyn i like the women yes. in this book a lot which i mean the author is a woman so yes yes but i <laughs> i definitely thought they were the more interesting characters even though they had like f- four or five pages of dialogue each so yeah um i would agree with that and would say put a pin in that until episode two of this unit because i feel like i will have more things to say on that subject gotcha um, gotcha in regards to the genre as a whole mm-hmm. um but yeah i agree with you especially on the the romance angle i definitely felt the romance in this was like it had one good romance scene i felt mm-hmm. um specifically which was your which was your good romance scene not sex scene. I'm saying oh, okay. like one good like romantic moment where I was like, oh. okay, this is cute. Uh-huh. Which was the very end, right? I oh, was like, where he oh, that's cute. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and I also saw that coming, but like, yeah, of, of course, course, of course. Um, but it was cute. It was a cute little payoff. And I was like, yeah, great. Loved that. That was sweet. Uh, but also nothing, nothing, nothing at all to, to lead up to that. I was like, yeah, this was- romance <laughs> It's a house of cards. Out of nowhere. Yeah, I really thought, like, it was so sudden to me that I really thought that this guy was the killer. I was, (laughs) I thought the romantic interest, he was like, he's getting your DNA and he's going to do some shit, like, planted at a crime scene, dude. (laughs) Honestly, yes, I could see it. He was kind of creepy for a lot of this, just because it's like, they didn't have any conversations before they started fucking at all yes they basically just hooked up in the bathroom like didn't even really know each other i guess they they knew each other from appearances and yes perhaps also is fine if that's the the vibe but then to like turn that to like like, I would be fine with this as a romance if this was the first book and they had just hooked up. And then, like, there was more tension later of, like, mm-hmm. oh, we hooked up. But what does it mean? Like, I don't know. Does he like me? He doesn't even know me. Let's hang out. You know, like, that sort of thing. But it was basically, like, they hooked up and then they were just boyfriends. And I was like, yeah, okay, if you say so. Immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but, yeah, I, I this is this is one of those series that, like, it's – I think most of it is on Scribd. So, like – really sure i will probably continue on just to see what happens at least for a little while i feel like i want to continue it but i don't know if i will it's kind of like one of those where i'm like right Mm -hmm. now when i just read it i'm like yeah i'll read the next one but i don't know when i'll get around to it you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's not at the top of my tbr pile but i definitely would read more yeah yeah um what are you reading 
Um, well, I have <laughs> continued on my quest to read scary shit. Okay. Uh, and I, which doesn't really apply to this unit at all, but, you know, we're still in our horror unit on our other, yeah. like, other off weeks. So um, I did finally get to read uh, the new Cassandra Call book, which I is called. I saw you read that on Goodreads. Yes. Nothing but blackened teeth. I uh, put that on pre-order like uh-huh. months ago. It was spooky, guys. It was spooky. I oh, liked good, it. Good, it good. was very spooky. It's like very again, kind of classic slasher setup. Creepy haunted ghost shit. Just straightforward. It's very gory at times, so you know, be aware of that. Classic spooky ghost with like some cool mythology stuff thrown in and I found it very uh creepy like the oh, yeah. I thought the horror angle of it was pretty well done um and it was another short one it's another novella so it was like 120 some pages um so which I actually I think works really well for horror books because I think that like when you get those longer ones it, it's harder to kind of keep the tension up mm-hmm. um I feel like it also was a commentary on like a lot of social issues, but I don't know what it was, but I feel like there was something there. (laughs) I don't know. Felt like it would have substance if I understood it. (laughs) I felt like if I sat down to unpack it, there was something that was being said there, but I was just like, Ooh, scary. (laughs) How about you? Uh, I read, uh, I tried to go along with the theme. I read, um, a book called Slippery Creatures by KJ Charles, Mm. which is the first book in a series. Um, it's a 1920s MM romance where one of the main leads is, uh, he's just come back from the great war Mm -hmm. and he, uh, is running this bookshop he inherited from a, an estranged uncle, doesn't really know how to do it. People, come in and they're like give us the information he's like i don't know what you're talking about so his uncle was like involved in something and he's trying to unravel what that was and then his love interest comes in and he's like an upper class hoity-toity sort but the more that the main character finds out about him the more he's like i don't know about you man you're kind of like you got secrets and your secrets have secrets and you keep betraying me so what's going on but they have great sex so love a good betrayal yeah, yes, this book is rife with them. It's very good. Um, I was I was pleasantly surprised. I've heard of KJ Charles before. I haven't read any of their work. Yes, um, she reads a lot of uh, different MM romance series, it mm-hmm. seems. Interesting. Very prolific. But, um, cool. Yeah. Uh, well, do we want to recommend that? I feel like we kind of recommended this to uh, other people. At least I, I kind of said, like, if you like paranormal mystery with yeah. a little bit of sex in there you know mm-hmm. if you know the type of series read, yeah yeah um i would probably say like maybe read this with the expectation of like having to read one or two more just to mm. kind of get a bigger grasp on things that are going on but um this is like this is real quick it's it's you're yeah it's good not perfect not perfect but good yeah all right. Cool. Let's talk about it. Let's do that. Okay. Victor Vane, he's our main character. Uh, he is a level five psychic cop in the paranormal investigation unit uh, or the spooky squad, as people refer to it derogatorily. He can see and communicate with dead people, just like little uh, what's his name from Sixth Sense. And he spends a lot of time on drugs to inhibit these skills. 
Uh, they have a specific, like, anti-psychic, I would say anti-psychotic, psychotic, not psychotic. Get it? It's a good joke. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's not. An anti-psychic uh, drug. But it also gets him stoned, so it's like a twofer. I do want to kind of circle on that for a second because this book does make that comparison multiple times right of like mm-hmm. i mean it opens with it, like literally the first lines of the book are once upon a time if you told doctors you heard voices they diagnose you as schizophrenic put you on heavy drugs and lock you away in a cozy state institution to keep you from hurting yourself or others nowadays they test you first to see if you're psychic that is the opening of this book right mm-hmm. we have this th- this like setup of Okay, uh, as a kid, people thought that he was uh, schizophrenic or something because he would talk to ghosts. Uh-huh. Um, and then he he's on these antipsychic medications, which as you jokingly but actually correctly point out, I, I mean, like, the spelling of that is very reminiscent of antipsychotics. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has experienced being institutionalized multiple times because of this gift, yeah. right? So I'm like... Is this supposed to be like a stand in for mental illness? Like, Mm. are we supposed to be reading it this way? And I mean, like, he has a lot of this is kind of kind of getting into it. He's got a lot going on. He's got a lot going on. But he also like in his relationship with this with his love interest, which whatever. But um, (laughs) he he, uh, keeps bringing up like why is he so into a creepy guy like me? Like there must be something wrong with him that he likes me. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he kind of suspects that he's basically the equivalent of like a chaser of Mm -hmm. like um, someone who is into a marginalization and fetishizes it. Right. Yes. And I'm like, is that what's going on? Cause this is like a fucked up premise for a romance then. Like, yeah. the fuck it had like I, slightly harem vibes didn't it like and I, mm. I we're getting this filter through the main character's lens so take that as you will but like there's a scene later on in the book where after after the two spend the night together then this jacob guy gets on the phone and he's like hey other two people with psychic powers come over to our house or come over to my house and we'll have lunch together and do psychic stuff <laughs> like, yeah and there's like it i, I believe it is implied that I guess we don't really know if he's he's bi or pan or, or gay yeah. or what. He doesn't really say. But there is kind of this weird, like, I, I think that might might be the part another part of why I didn't really like the romance part in this. Because I was just like, what is this dude's angle? Like, what is his yes, angle? Yes, exactly. He, he was the murderer. <laughs> right. And he was trying to get this guy's DNA at the crime scene. Like, the second they said that, like, these these murders seem to be coupled with sexual acts of some kind. I was like, he's going to get your jizz and he's going to put it on someone's body, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Didn't happen. <laughs> I just, I kind of assumed that he was going to turn out to have psychic powers of his own since it was kind of foreshadowed. Mm. I, no, I'm jumping all over the place here. It was kind of foreshadowed with one of the other characters in the book that like, oh, you could theoretically like cheat to not be found out, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. So I was like, oh, maybe this dude also has psychic powers and he's the killer and he's using his psychic powers to, like, seduce people or make people think that, like, uh, they're not seeing what they're seeing or whatever. But that isn't mm-hmm. isn't that what isn't. happens it at all. It seems to be completely innocent and wholesome. <laughs> and just a wholesome boy who just don't believe it. <laughs> who just is DTF, which, sure, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's, like, might be worth mentioning that I think Jacob is, like, closer to 50 and Victor is closer to 40 than not. 
Like I, I think didn't get either of those ages at all. Mm. I I thought they were both like younger, but I don't know. Victor says something about he's been he's been on the force for twelve years or for something. twelve years, right? Which yeah. if so I think he, he's like he's older than thirty five, right? Well, when do you start training? Well, I think he says that in the book that he's like oh, okay. Yeah, he's closer to 40, and I'm pretty sure that this other guy is older than him, so I think he's closer to 50. Like, maybe maybe also I was reading ahead some of the other, like, reviews uh, that see. people have left. But um, I have this knowledge of them being middle-aged. <laughs> okay, yeah, I didn't get that at all from this book. Um, I guess, you know, that's fine. Like, Yeah, but that could be also why there's, like, not a lot of heavy flirtation or will they, yeah. won't they. It's like they both know what they want, and they're going to go for it, I guess. I guess, but also, guess. like, they don't both know what they want because they don't talk about it because they don't get true. affirmative consent. Guys, yes. come on. Bad. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, Victor's at his partner Maurice's retirement party. Um, he liked Maurice. Maurice was stable. Maurice was calming. Maurice was a good influence in his life. Um, and at this retirement party, he goes to the bathroom to do more drugs, and then he has a sexual encounter with another psychop hottie named Jacob Marks. Who is a psychop who is not psychic. Yes. they are, like, They're called paired stiffs. Up. Yeah, they're paired mm-hmm. up. Like, you have one psychic and one stiff, and it's like a yin and yang, or a yin and yang thing. And yeah. I was like, what? Okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's the stiff's job to try and refute everything that the psychic person says but if they can't then that's that's how they that's like their check and balances system i guess uh it seemed like it was kind of different from like depending on what your psychic power is right because like with carolyn who's she's uh, a human lie detector (laughs) yeah her power is like uh she can tell if someone's lying and she's jacob's partner right and he says like when their their shtick when they go out is that he's just there to make sure like people don't hassle her or get too close to her. Like he's basically yeah. her bodyguard. Right. Which seems mm-hmm. very different from what um, Victor says he wants out of it when he eventually gets his new partner. And he's like, like you said, um, you need to like question everything that I'm saying, basically. Yeah. Um, which, okay, I guess that seems like a weird, the ghost is telling you <laughs> like, why do they need to do that? If the ghost is, is it just because you think the ghost is lying? Like, I don't understand. Well, it seems like the psychops are not, like, a universal thing right. yet. So maybe Phoenix yet. to, like, if this were to go to the Supreme Court or whatever, they would have mm. to be like, here's what this normal non-powered person also said about it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh. Um, so after Victor and Jacob jerk each other off in the bathroom at his <laughs> partner's retirement party victor gets called into the office in the middle of maurice's party and he's told he's being assigned a new partner lisa gutierrez who is also a stiff and um she's new she's new to the force and she's beaten out thousands of other applicants to get this job um i think being a psychop and possibly even being victor's partner on the force are very highly sought after positions so victor has a very big problem with confidence as in he has none (laughs) i was also so confused by this because he's like i go whenever i go to a a crime scene everybody there hates me and thinks i'm a fucking weirdo and doesn't want to interact with me and maurice is the only one who wants to interact with me and i'm like then who are these thousands of people who just want this job like it seems like this is a bad job that people wouldn't want if they're all freaked out by you like and psychics in general like i didn't i was 
what? Okay, sure. So I was like, is this just like unreliable narrator? Is he, are we supposed to be like, oh, poor Victor. He thinks everybody hates him, but actually they all love him. Or is it like yeah. literally like everyone's freaked out by psychics except for the thousands of people who want this job? Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm wondering if this series kind of devolves into like Victor kind of coming into his own and realizing his worth. Because there's a couple moments in this where like Jacob is like, no, dude, don't you realize like you hold a lot of power. You're just not taking advantage of it. Like influential power, not like yeah. superpowers because he does have a lot of superpower psychic stuff going on. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, don't, <laughs> I, I just want to be like, oh, you poor thing. <laughs> um, There's also been a murder and Victor and Lisa are assigned to this case. It's a big enough deal to call Victor in on his day off. Um, so he goes, he's, he's still stoned out of his mind. They go to the victim's home. He's found, the victim was found by a neighbor who was being bothered by super loud music coming from the victim's apartment. So they went up to be like, Hey, turn your music down. And then they found the dead body. Um, the victim was found naked and they suspect the victim had sex with their murderer, though they don't really, they can't really say, um, since they weren't there. It's been like a few days, I think maybe. Um, like they said the body was here by itself all weekend or something. I don't know. Um, and Victor tries to use his powers to communicate with the murder victim, but he can't find this dude. He's like, he, this was like a violent murder. He should be here. I should be able to speak with him very easily, but he is doped up on those drugs. So he's like, maybe, maybe that's it. But even if I try really, really super duper hard, I should be able to communicate with a ghost. Which this gets into my problem i guess with ghost ghost related media which Uh is different properties handle this differently and some are more satisfying and make more sense than others i feel like um but anytime you're dealing with like ghost stuff you have to be like okay there have to be rules to where and why ghosts show up Mm-hmm. Or else ghosts would be fucking everywhere, right? Like, yes. Way yes. more people have died on the earth than have are currently alive. Um, it should be thick with bodies. We like, should be thick with ghosts. Unless yeah. we're like, okay. And this, this book does say, you know, there is some sort of after ghost stage where you can go on to. You can go into the light and then you are no longer hanging around. Because Victor tries to does, do this. Um, mm-hmm. Tries to get a baby ghost that he finds. Um, to go into the light but is unable to do it right Mm -hmm. Um, so there is some there is some post ghost afterlife right thus why we're not chock-a-block full of ghosts but then you get into the okay so why do the ghosts stick around that are sticking around and it's like uh, not clear uh i guess he says like murders murdered ghosts are more likely to stick around i guess because they have you know the classic unfinished business of someone needs to solve my murder mm-hmm. um but then like i don't know i just feel like if some people wouldn't necessarily that wouldn't be enough of an impetus to stay and then also it seems like some of the ghosts that he deals with are just like generally not really trying to find a solution or like want something to be fixed. They just hang out and like recount how they died a lot. And I'm like, like he's like, Oh, all these traffic accident ghosts. I'm like, right. So what are they after? Are they like, you need to get the city to put in a bike lane. (laughs) Like to cancel cars. Right. Like (laughs) what do they want? Right. Like what is going to make them go into the light? And then like with the baby ghost, he's not like, 
I will tell this baby ghost that he is loved and comforted and get him to move on. He's just like, I'm just going to try to blue orb him and make him go into the light. Because you would think that would be like the thing that the the ghost whispers are taught in psychic yes, school. Because like they all have to go to psychic move school. On. Yes, like you need to learn how to mediate and talk to people and like get them to let go of their unfinished business and or use, you know, figure out how to solve crimes, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. But it doesn't seem like it was that. It seems like they're just like... If you don't have like a ghost being around, just make them go away. Just yell <laughs> like, at them or ignore just, them. Just ignore them or make them go away by using your psychic powers to encase them in a, a sphere of light oh, and that. make them go away. Like, okay, this doesn't seem particularly helpful. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why Victor has such a hard time existing every day. She's not. He doesn't know how to help these ghosts. He has been given no skills to cope for himself or these ghosts. He's yes. also no guidance not, whatsoever. It's also like kind of a classic cop situation of they're sending him a a person who is trained as a cop to go do do things that social workers should be doing. True. <laughs> like I also would be depressed if that was what I had to look at all day every day. Right. Like, um. I think these ghosts, these ghosts need therapy. Is what they truly, need. What are we doing? Truly, You're yeah. Just why did to you shoot become the a ghost? cop? <laughs> we all know that that's not what we need. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's probably worth noting here because I didn't, I didn't mention it anywhere else in the summary that like Victor has gone to some like training camp. They call Camp Hell, which I think is short for heliotrope. Mm-hmm. Um. That was like sounded like they just tortured the psychics until they developed powers. I was super confused by that because especially the part where he said, um, like Camp Hell was bad for me, it'd be so much worse for a woman. And I'm like, What do they do there? Yeah. Good (laughs) question. Hmm. Trying to make more psychics? I don't know. But it like you have to have some psychic ability to go there. It's just like getting and they give that like they give them books and they go to classes and stuff so i'm like what and was then the... they torture them and then they torture them so i'm like what's happening <laughs> i need a details i need mm-hmm. more details about what happens at camp hell i maybe i don't but i'm also i do <laughs> it seemed more weapon x than professor xavier's school mm-hmm. for the gifted uh very much so um Anyway, so so Victor Victor can't talk to ghosts. The next day, they come back to talk to ghosts again to see if Victor can do it now that the drugs are out of his system. And he's still nothing. There's nothing there, nobody to talk to. And Victor is unnerved. And Lisa's like, maybe the victim didn't die here. And then that's a thread that we never follow up on because we don't need to, I guess. No, they do. They call and they're like, yeah, the victim definitely died there. It's like a, it's like a one-off sentence. I'm like, why did this get brought up? <laughs> it, yeah, it would have been a good red herring if the book was longer, maybe, and we had to do more like mystery science or something to like just figure out that the go i don't know go talk to another ghost and the other ghost would be like because this is eventually what happens is he talks to another ghost who saw him leave a cafe or whatever but like go talk to the ghost that's hanging out downstairs and be like hey did you see someone bring a dead body up here no i didn't like okay cool So after after they come to that conclusion, they Victor and Lisa get called to their boss's office. Um, apparently, Lisa cheated on her exams to test as a stiff. She got suspiciously average scores across the boards, very consistent. It is revealed that she has psychic powers. Um, we later learn she calls it like the see no game, which basically she can answer 
very specific yes or no questions posed to her or that she asks herself. So she knows basically everything. I don't understand how she hasn't been abusing these powers because they're like, we wanted to test her powers and see how far they could go. And I'm like, she's OP. This is the perfect psychic power, right? Because yeah. it's like, because all the other psychics, like Victor, he, you know, he's got the downside, right? Of like, he's got to deal with seeing these ghosts. He can't get them to go away. Like, they're always up in his business. They're always there. He's always aware of them, right? And it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, Carolyn, like, she knows when people are lying, so she can't tell a lie. Um, I don't know why that's a rule, but apparently it is. It is. She can't tell know. a lie, so she, you know, ends up getting her friends in trouble because of that. And, like, also, like, that would suck, right, if no yes. one could ever tell a lie to you, even, like, a white lie, like a surprise thing or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. terrible, awful. That sucks. Um, This is the best because yes. you don't need to use it unless someone asks you a yes or no question. So, right. like, just have everybody never ask a yes or no question that you – like, just tell people, like, if you ask me a yes or no question, I will know the answer. So if you yes. do not want to know the answer, don't ask don't me. Don't ask you me know? that. Just don't yeah. ask it in that way. Yeah. Figure out something else. Everybody would be like, chill, cool, we can work around this. And then if you did want to know something, you could figure you it out. simply It's ask. great. It's perfect. There's literally no downside. <laughs> she has – she's – she like everything in her life is decided by this like she she asks herself before decisions like should I do this should I do that and like presumably the answer she gets back is infallible she uses it to guide her entire life and there's been no consequences like seems super awesome the only downside to this is that her dead father um, wanted her to be a cop and didn't like psychics because his aunt was a psychic or something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, cool, but he's dead. So it super so doesn't matter. Do what like, you want, girl. Live your life, girl. Like, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, they, she, they kept trying to spin this like this was some big tragic thing for her of like, like oh, no. no, she can't be a regular cop. She has to be a psy cop. And it's like. She has the best fucking power of, and everyone's like, it's her, her power is so good. It's so good. And everyone's like, it's a low level power. I'm like, no, it's not. It's It's not. not. It's really not. not. They're all so surprised when she can tell them exactly where the murderer is going to be. And I'm like, why? I'm like, it's a little time consuming. Sure. Cause they're like, oh, it's not like, like full precognition or whatever, where you just like know stuff that's going to happen in the future or whatever. It's like, it's so much better than that though. If you play 20 questions. Yeah, you can, like, I get it might be a little bit more time consuming, but that's fine by me because if you just, like, know the future automatically, that would suck. That would be terrible. It's not just future, it's current. Like, it's, like, everything. It's, like, you just, if it is is a yes or no question that is not too vague, you just know the answer to it. That's perfect. It's the best power. If anybody ever asks me again what, if I want a superpower, what I would want it to be, it's this one. It's this this one right here. so good. It's very good. Yes. <laughs> just knowing the answer to every yes or no question. Amazing. Imagine. Imagine just like being in, looking in your fridge like, mm, is this is this deli meat too old? Yes. Throw it out. Or Great. no, you can save it and eat it Perfect. and not spend money on a whole sandwich that day. Imagine, imagine the small conveniences. <laughs> imagine sitting there and filling out a lottery ticket and being like, is the first number going to be one? No. Okay, great. Is it going to be two? Like it might take you a couple hours, but sitting there and being like, eh, this is taking too much time. It's like, bitch, come talk to me when I'm a multi-billionaire. Like yep, talk yep. to me when I'm like out partying with Jeff Bezos and having a serious talk with him about how he's a shithead. Like, <laughs> what (laughs) (laughs) imagine imagine you like were a criminal and you were like should i rob a bank today 
like, <laughs> will I get away with it if I rob this bank? Yeah. Great. <laughs> Perfect. Amazing. Oh you could be so, you could be you could be such a villain or such a hero with it. And either Truly. way, unstoppable. You could be the fucking savior. You could be like should I do this to fix world hunger? No? Okay. Should I do this? No? Okay. Yeah. Should I do this? No? Okay, great. It would take a while, but you could get there. You could do it. Yeah. Or you could be like, should I rob a bank today? Should I rob a bank today? <laughs> if I killed this guy, will the police know? <laughs> I guess the psychop would who can talk to yeah, dead people. That's so true. There is that. But that's the thing. Then you wouldn't do it. And so you, you wouldn't, wouldn't get in it. trouble. And it would be great. There are no consequences. <laughs> Amazing. Oh my Even God. little things. You could be like, should I dye my hair purple? And then you would know for then sure. Then you would know. No, purple's not your color. It's not like, yours. I'm talking about. You look disappointed there for a second. Like, no, I'm <laughs> no, I think I was just looking to the side. Okay. <laughs> I did not take that as a personal slight. Good, good. Uh, for those of you should listening, should I take which that as a personal slight? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> wow, fucking rude. Em's hair is purpley. Some of it, some bits. Anyway, Since this isn't a visual medium. <laughs> um. And she gets suspended until until Bossman can decide what to do with her. Okay. Victor is then paired up with Jacob and Carolyn, you know, the hottie and the lie detector, to investigate a second body this that was found. On CBS. Yes. <laughs> oh, this fall. Hottie and the lie detector. He's generically hot. She's a human lie detector. This fall on CVS, the hottie and the lie detector. Starring Nathan Fillion and uh, what's her little name from from Once Upon a Time? Jennifer Goodwin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that'd work. So I was thinking uh, Deschanel. I was going uh, uh, not Zoe, Emily Deschanel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, I guess she is kind of clinical, isn't she? Well, I mean, she In the way bones. that Bones is. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So they go to the second murder. New body, new location, same MO, like loud music, weird dead body, whatever. Sex. Victor also can't communicate with this dead victim. And he's starting to get a little worried about this. Um, they question some witnesses who saw the murder victim enter his home with another man. But every description of this man is different from every person. So one guy saw this Asian. Another guy saw like a Pakistani actor. Um, so they're like, what's going on? They decide to go to a coffee house where the victim and the suspect were seen initially. And Victor speaks with a very homophobic ghost at this location who uh, does agree that the murder victim was there with the suspect. But again, gets another different description of what this man looked like. Like he was wearing a cape. I don't know what his whole deal was there, but. Oh, yeah. Because like, was that maybe, because spoiler alert, the murder is like one of his powers is that you just see whatever you would be most attracted to. Yeah. Whichever guy you would be most attracted to when you look at him. Uh Um, So maybe it's just like, because he's a ghost and he's dead, he just saw his like true form and his true form wears a cape. Is that like, is that what's up? Because he says he doesn't see his face, right? Well, he's like super into like stereotypical Dracula. I was going to say he's a big Stoker fan. Yeah. Which would also kind of make sense because Stoker was also like kind of uh, gay in a really homophobic, repressed way. So Mm -hmm. like, that was definitely this ghost, I feel like. Yeah. 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 So maybe that was what up. Yeah, I okay. So this book was written in two thousand and six. Mm-hmm. Some of the language in this book is very uncomfy. Yeah. 
We get an R slur. Get some mm-hmm. F slurs. Mm-hmm. Victor is also closeted, um, although he points out this is mainly because he doesn't have anybody to come out to. So awkward. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, also, it feels like this is a this is a universe where he would be fired if he was gay. Yes. Openly gay. So like. Ooh. <laughs> he also has, it seems like, a lot of internalized homophobia, which is yeah. a little bit. Uh, um, in general, and I mean, like, I'm not saying one is always good and one is always bad but in general i prefer my fantasy worlds to like not be homophobic just not even deal with it as like i mean just be like it's normal and accepted and fine yeah (laughs) like doesn't need to be i get that there is there is um value to having uh books that handle homophobia Mm -hmm. uh because you know obviously this is a problem people deal with on a regular basis unfortunately but when that isn't the focus of the book, I'm kind of like, oh, I don't know why we had to have this yeah. in here. The it guy seems can like talk a to weird dead choice. people. Yeah, uh, yeah. We don't. We're not striving for realism here, fam. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like I, I want to circle back to the homophobia thing when we get to the end of the book, right? Because okay. I feel okay. like there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Uh, so Victor, Victor heads home from the coffee shop and I, well, he does some other things first. So he gets home. It's late. turns out Jacob has followed him all the way home, claiming that Victor looks super hot when he is talking to dead people. Uh, they make out a little bit. Bizarre. <laughs> Absolutely. They head up to Victor's apartment with the intent of having sex, but waiting outside of Victor's apartment is a crying Lisa, the former partner. She has taken some drugs to inhibit her psychic abilities, so they kind of had to babysit her until the drugs wear off. Um, And then Victor asks Jacob to leave because Victor is not out to anyone at all, especially at work, and doesn't want Lisa to pick up on anything. And Jacob, Jacob's, I don't know, Jacob's response to me, um, maybe I'm not the best person to judge this, but he was like, well, I'm out to all the people that are important to me. So, meh. (laughs) Yeah, there's... (laughs) <laughs> There's this weird first off, he's like, I'm out to the people who I wouldn't want to hide from. Um, like my family, my friends, my partner, right? Mm-hmm. Partner meaning his like Carolyn partner. Not. Yeah. Uh which okay. So number one, um your partner you've known for a long time, presumably. You guys seem like you have a good rapport. Uh Victor's met this woman yesterday. So like Yeah. Maybe he doesn't need, feel the need to disclose they his sexual orientation. They aren't super close partners yet. <laughs> right. And also, yes, agreed that, like, it, it is hard because, like, you, I, the ideal state, I feel, is that everyone can be open and honest about, you know, who they are yeah. and who they love. Uh, but also, yeah, you don't know a person's individual reasons for being in or out of the closet. And it's also none of your business. And it's also... Yeah. Uh, the only time it is, I will say, it is your business is if you are in a relationship with them because that can cause you to have to go back in the closet if you're mm-hmm. not um, and, allowed. And maybe this you know. was the impetus for that. Maybe he was thinking like, okay, we're about to like commit we're to boyfriends. each other apparently. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're boyfriends. Already boyfriends. You might not realize it yet, Victor. We are dating. Um, I am exclusive <laughs> with you. And um, I need you to tell people about us. <laughs> yeah. So like in it. That is the only situation in which you have some sort of say in a person's status in regards to them being in or out of the closet. Otherwise, it's not your business and it's their mm-hmm. choice. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what reasons they have for being closeted or not. Um, and also, there is not really such a thing as being in or out of the closet because 
it, like to the extent that a lot of straight people think that there is because you <laughs> they just constantly... open the door and they're gay right. 24 seven all the time. Hardcore. Exactly. Because there is a, a, um, understated or understanding that everyone is straight unless proven otherwise in our mm-hmm. culture. Uh, if you are not straight, you constantly have to come out of the yeah, closet as yeah. it were. Um, and it's fucking annoying. So like the, the handling of the closet situation in this, I'm just like, you guys just met. This is fucking rude to like comment on someone else's like yeah, for him to situation. be judgmental about it. It's like, I mean, like, and a person, like, I have friends who are bi who are out to, like, their partners and, you know, a couple other friends and nobody else. I have friends who are out to, like, everyone. I, you know, I've, I have friends who, like, don't talk about it at all except for, like, with other people in the community, you know? So it's like, mm-hmm. you don't, you don't know what someone's situation is and right. you, you can't judge them for making a choice that's different than yours right like yeah yeah you're not in the same situation so get fucked (laughs) (laughs) and as victor has stated like he has no one he's super close to that he would bother wanting to tell so like if you're gonna get fired from your job for being gay which seems like a homophobic place and you should should probably get a job somewhere else yeah if it's going to make your life dangerous like dude they tortured you, and also they don't accept your sexuality. Why are you still here, Victor? <laughs> right, leave. <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, Jacob Jacob does leave, though, with his little parting shot of like, meh, meh, meh. Um, and then the next day, calls Victor to give him an update. So Victor, who's, who's still with Lisa at his apartment, she had to stay the night because she was very stoned. Um, Victor is able to verify with her that the two victims were killed by the same individual, but that person is not doing anything to disguise their appearance. Hmm. Uh, Mysterious. Yeah. So Jacob ends up asking Victor on a date, kind of disguised as a work function, but definitely only a date. And then Victor also asks Lisa, like he kind of like, I guess accidentally comes out a little bit because he, he asks Lisa, is like, hey, is he just like fucking around with me and is this casual for him and she's like no i think he's serious so i guess his feelings are genuine it's so convenient for this book in which basically no groundwork is laid for this relationship (laughs) to have a character that's just like yeah your relationship's super good (laughs) i would love if the situation was like in the first book they got together and we thought that was the happy ending but then by the second book they like broken up because they don't know anything about each other and then a new romantic interest comes and that person is (laughs) endgame I mean, it's been done in uh, many a paranormal romance where mm-hmm. first boy does not win, you know? So, like, I can see it happening. Or, in the case of some, Anita just keeps collecting boys. You can just gotta catch them all Pokemon style, you know? <laughs> hundreds, hundreds of boys of all ages and animals, shape shifters. <laughs> Lord. Um,. Victor's boss calls Victor into his office later that day, and he tells Victor that he knows he and Lisa were fraternizing, that Victor may have been conferring with her about the case, and that if it happens again, Victor will be suspended. Victor's like, ooh, why do you have people watching me? Gross. But, like, doesn't say anything. He just leaves. Victor and Jacob meet up for their date. They enjoy a nice dinner, then go back to Jacob's place and have sex up against Jacob's giant windows that face the lake. Victor stays the night. And then... The next morning, Jacob calls both Carolyn and Lisa over to discuss the case. Disregarding the warning Victor received about involving Lisa at all, like Victor was like, hey, the boss man knows 
that Lisa's been hanging around. I don't think we should involve her. And he, Jacob's just like, oh, hey, Lisa. Yeah, come on over. <laughs> Interrupts Victor to, to have this conversation. He's such a good boyfriend. <laughs> so good. So concerned with his partner's feelings. Um, <laughs> Carolyn questions Lisa. Use, like with the, the see no ability questioning to try and solve the case. I guess Carolyn's kind of actually a good teacher. Um, and they really figure out how her, how Lisa's abilities can really be used to their utmost. They narrow down the murderer's location and go to there. Uh, they, I, I, they're pretending they're handling a noise complaint. Cause again, the loud music, uh, but they don't really have any legal standing to go to there. Um, especially based on Lisa's abilities. Cause she's suspended. But they're cops, so they can do whatever they want. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's the quote. That's the quote where <laughs> it's Jacob's like, like, you have the power. You have a gun. Just you, people should do what you say. And I was like, yes. oh, my <laughs> like, God. Wow. This is a very 2006 thing to not get oh picked up God. in editing. <laughs> yikes. <laughs> Big yikes for me. Um, Victor. Not a good what look. What do you Victor. see in this man? <laughs> <laughs> now do you see why i thought jacob was evil this whole time yeah yeah <laughs> oh so they get there the third vic- murder scene they bust in on the murderer and the victim it's too late uh the two are having sex and victor looks and he sees some sort of like gelatinous soul like thing being sucked out of the victim's body and enter the murderer's body like he's he's like he sees a face i guess which is what clues him off They're like oh this guy is eating ghosts ghost i see it no one else see it it's ghost (laughs) just ghost um snack (laughs) just just nibbling on some ghosty no don't mind me (laughs) the murderer then lets out this high-pitched scream which I think only Victor can hear and forces Victor into a state of shock. It, like bursts his blood vessels in his eyes. He can't move completely frozen. Um, and Jacob and Carolyn kind of deal with the rest of this murder scene. Um, and then later Carolyn will describe the murderer as looking like George Clooney. And Victor says that he thought he looked like David Bowie. And they both admit they find these people very attractive. So if you're into paranormal fantasy at all, I'm sure you could have probably guessed what this, well, who the murderer is. If not by this point, much earlier. It's a werewolf. It's a were. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why these are only happening on the full moon during during the, <laughs> during the day, one right after the other. <laughs> Jacob asked Victor to go home with him so he can keep an eye on him because apparently. Wait, are Victor's- we not gonna say what it is? <laughs> oh, it's a, it's well, I do, but it's not until later that yeah, Victor okay. finds out. <laughs> Okay, then it's a werewolf. For now, it's, it's a werewolf. It's a werewolf, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, apparently Victor looks really bad, but Victor's like, no, I want to be alone. So he goes home. He's like, I'll call you by 2 p.m., but he falls asleep until like 2 a.m. <laughs> Me. Yeah, and he tries to do some research on what this paranormal being could be, but he's distracted by the ghost of a dead baby. <laughs> Does not do any research. <laughs> Sounds like the setup to a terrible joke, but no, there's <laughs> someone, someone left a newborn in the basement of his apartment building where they do the laundry and Victor had never noticed it before. Um, cause he's never been down there at 3am and that's when the baby died, I guess. So that's when it's ghost is strongest and yep. That's he just how runs out work. of there. He just runs. Okay. But if like, <laughs> if the if time is an element 
to the ghost appearances, wouldn't he have needed to stay at the like victims, uh, like at the scenes for like 24 hours to see before he was like, oh, it's so weird that the ghost didn't show up. Like, <laughs> again, I just don't understand the rules of ghosting. I don't know. Maybe because like a murder, the, the, the ghost would be much stronger. I don't know. I don't know. I or feel like leaving are a newborn... Strong. leaving a newborn to die is kind of murder also oh yeah it's big murder but 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 baby weak baby not have sense of self so So baby baby doesn't realize it's a murder victim it's just very hungry it's just so hungry and cold oh i'm sad that was really sad i hated that part of the book why do we have to include that there's already so many other sad things in this book um (laughs) Victor I was going to say work. no animal oh. ghost, but there actually was an animal ghost. There was a dead goldfish. A dead goldfish and a cat ghost on a radiator. Interesting that this book is taking the stance that goldfish have souls. Goldfish have all goldfish go to heaven. I don't know if you've seen that beloved movie. <laughs> and also, why was the goldfish like? Did it have unfinished business? What was yes, its deal. It wanted to finish its fish food and eventually was- escape into a lake. I don't know. <laughs> I, need, I need more lore on ghosts in this world. I need solid rules about ghosts. Give me ghost lore. <laughs> Victor goes to work eventually, and his boss says, you're off the case. I know you've been hanging out with that Lisa, because it's later revealed that Carolyn was questioned about Lisa's involvement in the case, and because she can't lie, she refused to answer, but the boss is like, well, you would Duh. answer me if it wasn't a lie. So I guess this is a confirmation of that. So Victor has to hand over his badge and gun, just like in every good cop drama. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He leaves the precinct and immediately has an epiphany that the monster they're looking for is a succubus. Did you guess succubus? Good well, job. Well, it's not a succubus. It's an incubus. But it's either. They said it's an incubus or, or a gay no. succubus. No, no, no. They said either a male succubus. Uh-huh. Or a gay incubus. That's what it and is. And I was like, fam, <laughs> this is how heteronormative 2006 was. It was we were a like, rough the incubus, time. If the incubus is having sex with dudes, we need to specify we he's need, gay. It can't, like, yeah. It can't just be that. It can't just inc- be sex. It has to be straight this sex is for the magic to work. A gay incubus. Like, don't get it twisted. Most incubi <laughs> only fuck women. This incubi, this incubi something's is a little off about him. <laughs> what the oh fuck? Oh my god. 2006. 2006 indeed. <laughs> like the fact that they're like, ah, uh, this like this is some like bizarre like almost gender critical turf shit of being like well, if the succubus likes having sex with men, if yeah. mu- or if the sex demon likes having sex with men, it must be a succubus. A male succubus. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's just an incubus. It's just, it's gotten to the point where we can't even just say succubus anymore. We have to say <laughs> sex demons that have sex with men. <laughs> What the, the idea that the idea that there are sex demons out there that would be out having sex demonically and stealing people's souls, but be like, whoa, 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 no homo! Like, what? oh my god, oh no, it's it is a gay, it is a gay incubus. Like, I'm losing my 
mind over this. What the, like, I know that I default to just assuming everyone's bi, like, maybe a little too much, but I don't think it's unfair to assume that all sex demons are bi. I think, I think it's extremely unfair to assume that a sex demon would stick with, would be that particular about sex. It would only right. stick with one type of, like... <laughs> sex demons having sex regardless like they just want to have sex oh my god I was just like, that's I where they get their that. power from I and if they don't have sex what is happening mm. oh my god mm. <laughs> <laughs> like okay I get it from a, like a literary angle of being like this is a gay incubus right because like uh-huh. the thing I wanted to talk about with the end of the book and the internalized homophobia and whatever is like, okay, so like this is a gay incubus and he has to defeat the gay incubus. Right. Uh-huh. That I feel like could go either way of being like, Oh, he hates the queerness in him. Right. And he has to uh-huh. kill it. Right. Okay. Or it could be like, he's trying to kill the internalized homophobia. Right. Of like the incubus yeah. represents like, the thing that is sucking out all of the joy in his life, which is being queer, but <laughs> it's a big stretch. And also why is the incubus gay? <laughs> there was such, there was such an obsession in this book with what, what made people seem gay. Mm-hmm, and this mm-hmm, is just like mm-hmm. another extension of that is like, what, why do you think, why do you think a sex demon has any ideas about human sexuality whatsoever? First of all, who knows how old this thing is or where it comes from. I know that we do have like separate terms, succubi and incubi, but also that's wild. It's a yeah. demon. It's, it's it, a- why are we gendering it? Like <laughs> it's, it, we already know it's super weird also that it shows oh up as the God. most attractive man to you. Like, yeah. Okay. What if I'm just a lesbian? <laughs> Don't like men. Guess that sex demon shit out of luck today. <laughs> like, what's it gonna look like? like? Maybe that's why it just looked like a faceless dude in a cloak. Maybe that dude was only attract. He was so straight. He was a he super was so straight. straight. He was, yeah, he was so straight that he couldn't he couldn't conceptualize a hot man because he doesn't see men as hot. He's so straight. <laughs> I just. <laughs> It was a lot. Is nobody in this world bi? Like, what no, uh, uh, it's very binary, very God. binary world. I'm sorry to say, Ugh. um, <laughs> you choose, you choose, you know, after you hit puberty, you choose which mm-hmm. one you want to do and you can't back out from there. It's the classic yin and yang. Yes. Uh, which I am only using that term so much because they use it in this book. Uh, but, you know. <laughs> There has to be the dichotomy of, of, of spooks and, uh, or stiffs and stiffs, stiffs and, and sykes or whatever. Stiffs and sykes and the dichotomy of straight and gay and man and woman, you know, there are no grays here. No, no. <laughs> Lord. Oh my God. <laughs> so Victor has, Victor has this epiphany about the, what is it male succubus or gay incubi or do i have that yes incubus incubus? you got got it you got it um he gets in touch with jacob who is relieved that he is okay and jacob's like okay meet me for dinner at the same place we went to last time victor goes for dinner he waits around for jacob jacob never shows up you don't have time to do date right now why are you doing this (laughs) go to 
Go to apartment. Why are you going on date? Go coffee shop. What is this? Go this? go do that thing where you get in a car and you just like go sit in an alley or something and talk yeah. secretly. Why? Why? <laughs> but he, Victor hangs out for like a full half hour before he's like, well, I better ask someone if Jacob's been here. So he asked the server if anyone fitting Jacob's description's been there. And the server is like, ooh. Yeah, sorry, dude. He left with another guy earlier. A guy that looked like Brad Pitt. So uh, you probably <gasps> don't have a chance, bro. <laughs> wow. Upsetting. And Victor's like, OMG, that's the succubus. Gotta go. So he races off to Jacob's house where the same loud music is playing. That's been playing every crime scene. He grabs Jacob's gun. Did we ever get a reason for the music? N- no. He just really liked that jam. <laughs> he just really likes trap music. He's just... cool. I don't know, man. Maybe to, to drown out the sounds of sex and screaming. I don't know. Right. But it's like, because they specify. Okay. So now I'm about to go down this rabbit hole. Because they specify do. that like in classic succubi and mythology, these are sex demons that prey on you while you're sleeping. Right. So they have to mm. put the victim to sleep first and mm-hmm. then suck mm-hmm. his soul out. That the music imply, is going to put them to sleep. <laughs> the music is not going to put them to sleep, number one. And number two. That would also imply that, like, the victim is specifically not going to be making noise because they were asleep. And then we know mm. that the, like, scary scream True. thing is something that it only, only does. Victor could hear. That Victor can hear and also only when it's being attacked. So, like, why would yeah. it need the music? What's up with Is it, it hypnotic music? He, it just, he's actually, he's a DJ on the side. And he's yeah. like, hey, want to hear some, some tracks <laughs> I've been mixing lately? I feel like this this gay incubi <laughs> or male succubus is, like, meeting up with all these dudes and being like, finally, I found a guy who can see the real me. Let's go to my place and listen to some trap music. And he puts it on and, like, they have sex and he sucks his soul out. He's like, oh, dang it. I did it again. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I didn't mean to. Oh, shit. I really <laughs> thought this was going to stick this time. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> mm. It's hard. It's hard. It's, it's hard being a, a male incubi. succubus or gay incubus, really, <laughs> who, who is also a DJ. <laughs> um, Victor, Victor grabs Jacob's gun that is conveniently left by the door. He busts into the bedroom trying to shoot the succubus. Um. He's gotten there just in time. They haven't started to have sex yet, so no fear of Jacob's soul being taken away. But the succubus isn't super affected by the gunshots, so Victor does this, like, psychic containment thing that he talked about briefly in the beginning of the book, just so it could appear here later mm-hmm. at the end. Um, Victor does some psychic containment and then fills him with gunshots, and also he puts Jacob in, like, a safe bubble so that the thing can't get him. And then the succubus dies, I guess. I, like, Victor passes out, so we don't we don't get to really... He no. puts him in the, the first container thing and it uh-huh. doesn't and it shoots work. shoots him like a thousand times. And then he puts him in the body bag container thing and it does work and he can't get out. And then he shoots yeah. him a lot and then he explodes and all of sign of him is d- gone forever, yes. including the bullets. So I guess he's dead. Yes. He could have just pieced out. He's like, uh, this plane this is, is too, too much. much work. This I'm is gonna, too much work. I'm going to another state. <laughs> I, think, I think this is in Chicago. I'm just, I'll go to St. Louis next. It's fine. Bye. <laughs> Deal with Anita in St. Louis. Um, <laughs> anyway. Be part of, he'll be har- part of her harem soon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he was like, sex demon. I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, ooh, sorry. I only date men. And she's like, okay, well, you can like have Here are all of us, my whatever. men. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, great. I've gone from the book where nobody is by to absolutely everybody except Anita is. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
Anyway, Vic- Victor wakes up, and then he and Jacob have another sex, and then Victor's like, OMG, I'm a little bit jealous that you left with an- with that succubus cell. Like, who did he look like for you? And Jacob was like, oh, you, you stupid, you stupid, stupid, boy. perfect <laughs> idiot, beautiful, stupid, dumb. Beautiful, look- sweet. So, oh, you talk, you talk dead people can't, can't see yourself. Ugh. Oh, so I, he looked like you, you fool. Your beautiful face was the face I saw. It was so hot. I can't, I couldn't not. I could not resist. It. Yeah. Which, and like, Vic- obviously. Like, that was. And Victor's like, oh, and the book ends. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. Yeah, I did think, I thought it was cute. It was a cute little ending. Um, yeah. It was the first time I liked them as a couple, but also I was like, they don't seem like they have anything in common. They have no chemistry yet, um, is the thing for me. <laughs> maybe they will later i did i did accidentally read ahead uh there's only 12 books in this series but the the most recent one come out came out in 2021 this year mm. and apparently they're thinking about getting married so okay so they they really guess, stuck it out there yeah yeah i hope I'm at gonna... some point he develops personality um we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah that was this book uh <laughs> moving forward in the unit what else would you like to see from uh MLM or MM romance, paranormal romance. Paranormal romance. Mm. Um, well, you know me. I always want to see a good guy and a bad guy together. Mm. That'd be cool. But I mean, that's like bucket list. Like we don't need mm-hmm. to search for that specifically. Uh, characterization, world building. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not cops. Not cops is gonna be mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got another request, but I think I'm gonna save it until mm-hmm. after whatever the next book is because I don't know if it will hold. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I like to see different flavors of uh, sexuality as well. Get, yeah. Yeah. Or like um, different flavors of paranormal. Like, you know, maybe we've done a yeah. psychic. Maybe we do a vampire next. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See mm. what we can Back see. What we can see. Give us that vampire fiction. You know. You know. Um, cool. Well, Neat. that is still a little while off. Uh, let's talk about what we've got coming up next. Yeah. Uh, Next week, I believe, is another Morphs Monday with, hold on, I'm opening the calendar, with Animorphs, <laughs> uh, with Animorphs number 50, the ultimate. Um, oh my goodness. The week after that, we're wrapping up my horror unit. Yeah. Anna, what are we reading for the last book? We're reading. Okay. I look for slow walking. That's a hard thing to find out if I, the book has slow fair. walking in it. Um, <laughs> so I'm going with I'm going with this book that a lot of people that I follow have said is good, that they enjoy mm-hmm. this author. The book is called The Twisted Ones by T. Kingfisher. Oh, yeah. I think I've read um, one of her other books. Uh, but it wasn't a horror I think one. She's got a couple. Um, yeah, yeah I think got, she's got like, like some retold fairy tale stuff. I think. Yes, yes. A Wizard's Guide to Defensive Baking. I think yeah. Is another book. Um, anyway, it's supposed to take place like it's a rural home, North Carolina. There's some hoarding involved. There's like scary things in the woods. Ooh. Um, a dog. I looked up. I will tell you now. The dog does not die because that was oh, very, okay. very important for me. Going yeah, that's into fair. a horror novel. <laughs> the book doesn't. <laughs> the dog does not die. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think. I think there's some. There's a little bit of humor in it, maybe, or at least there is in one of her books. I thought it was this one, but maybe not. We'll see. 
we'll see. <laughs> cool, cool. I'm looking forward to that. That sounds like it should be a fun, fun read. Good. I hope you find it scary. I hope so too. Folk horror. <laughs> Uh, in the meantime, if you have any suggestions for books you think we should cover on the podcast, either because you think we would love them or hate them, you can tweet at us at ShelfAwareCast or email us ShelfAwareCast at gmail.com. As always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. We are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms. So if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, you definitely should. Or else Em is just going to slow walk towards you for the rest yes, of your life. Is exactly. <laughs> If you use Apple Podcasts, we'd very much appreciate a five-star review. But if you don't, that's all right, because you are allowed to talk about us anywhere on the internet you would like. In the words of Jordan Castillo-Price, You're a cop. You can speed. You can carry a gun. You can tell other people what to do, and they damn well better do it. Mm, So romantic. Such a good boy. Not not a good cop, man. Not good. Not good. (laughs) Not good. Sorry, I'm getting my last little shivers out. I'm so fucking cold. I have such a terrible circulation. My hands are like ice. Okay. Um, Please do the whole podcast like that. With, with my hands on hand, my cheeks. Your hands just up on your cheeks. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, I'll fix it in editing. 